and welcome to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode one of season three, with me, Rob Lindell. And today we're going to start by looking at Romans chapter eight, verses one to four. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the body we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that just the requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the Spirit. Fear. Fear is what binds us, what holds us back and stops us, what stops us being free. In the film Braveheart from the year 1995, Mel Gibson gives that well-known speech as William Wallace when facing an overwhelming enemy. And in that speech, he asks, what will you do with that freedom? Will you fight? The response he gets is against that no we will run and we will live but then mel gibson's character says this i fight and you may die run and you'll live at least a while and dying in your beds many years from now would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one more chance just one more chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Now, obviously the enemy referred to here was a literal flesh and blood enemy, an enemy who outnumbered and outclassed them, but an enemy who wanted to take their freedom, at least in their eyes. And we face an enemy, an enemy who really does want to take our freedom, an invisible enemy who seeks to steal our very souls. We are in a constant spiritual battle. Sometimes the enemy goes all in on the attack because we are doing good and serving God, saving other souls, and the enemy tries to stop us from doing that. Other times, the enemy just prowls around us, taking the occasional poke, because we aren't really a threat to his plans at the time. But here's the good news. Although the enemy seeks to destroy us, although he seeks to take our freedom, he can't take it. Jesus paid the price. And once we step into that freedom of Christ, bought for us by his blood, we can never truly lose it. We can, however, fail to live in that freedom. So now let's look together at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. Get rid of the bitterness, passion and anger. No more shouting or insult. No more hateful feelings of any sort. Instead, be kind and tender-hearted to one another and forgive one another as God has forgiven you through Christ. Now I said at the start of this episode that fear holds us back. And it does. We often fear what others may think of us and therefore fail to serve God as he wants. 
we allow that fear to control us. But our other enemy, and what holds us back in our freedom, is negative emotions. Negative emotions are what holds us back. As Paul says in his letter to the Romans, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Jesus himself tells us that the greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul and to love our neighbour as ourselves. And if we are carrying around anger or rage or bitterness, if we slander others or are full of malice, how can we love? Those negative emotions, if we hold on to them, will destroy us from within. They will eat us up and twist us until we no longer recognise ourselves in the mirror. I've seen it happen to friends, and I've experienced it myself. For me, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, but fear of being alone and losing everything held me prisoner. I became volatile. I was angry most of the time, constantly feeling like I was nothing, but that I would be less than nothing if I left. I became violent, releasing my anger on inanimate objects. I was lucky I didn't seriously injure myself. And worst of all, I hated who I'd become. From the day the relationship ended, I didn't know who I was. I didn't recognise myself when I looked in the mirror. But God knew who I was. I returned to the church, not for faith, but because I knew I'd get love and support. And God found a spark of faith deep inside me, fanned it to life, and years later, here I am. The enemy tried to destroy me, but he cannot take my freedom in Christ. So now let's look together at 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. They promised them freedom, but themselves are not free. They are slaves of things that will be destroyed, or a person is a slave for anything that controls them. When we are called by Christ and we turn from our sin to follow him, we are set free. However, what we do with that freedom is our choice, and our choice alone. The enemy cannot take our freedom, but we can take it from ourselves. If we allow that negative to master us, we become slaves to it. Even after I escaped the abusive relationship, I held on to bitterness and resentment. Sure, I returned to Christ, but it wasn't until years later when I forgave my abuser that I truly began to live in freedom again. Because it's true what is said about forgiveness. It's not about them, it's about you. When I forgave my abuser, I didn't go and tell them. I just asked God to take that burden from me as I was willing to forgive what they did to me. And the amazing thing is, God healed the wounds, and he mended the bridge between me and my abuser, something I never thought possible. So now let's turn to James chapter 1, verse 25. But if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free, and keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it, but put into practice for you will be blessed by God in what you do. 
as I reflect on my past, but especially on that abusive relationship, I realise that my freedom was restored through the law. Jesus said he came to fulfil the law, not to abolish it, and the law states to forgive and to love. Like I said, it was only when I forgave that I stepped back into true freedom, and allowing myself to love even my former abuser brought a freedom I couldn't have imagined. Yes, we have freedom from the old written laws through Jesus, but there is freedom in the law. God's law is there to benefit us. We should do our best to live within the law, but we are too weak to live completely in that law. That is why we have Jesus, one sacrifice, once and for all, for all sin. Yes, we have freedom, but what will we do with it? Let's look at today's challenge, and today's challenge is quite simple. Let it go. Let go of any anger, rage or bitterness. Let go of the negative and watch as God goes to work healing and helping you grow. Let us pray. Father God, thank you that through Jesus we have true freedom. Father, I want to acknowledge that that freedom came at a cost. It came at the cost of Jesus having to die on the cross for our sins. But then that sacrifice goes far deeper. Not only did Jesus have to die on the cross, but it falls on us. It falls on us to live in that freedom by making sacrifices ourselves. That we must let go of negativity, that we must love our enemies as well as our friends, forgive those who have hurt us. It's no small thing to do, but Father God, only by doing those things can we truly live your freedom so I just pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ that you would give us the strength to forgive those who hurt us to love our enemies to truly get rid of all those negative emotions so that we can live in love and in peace with you in Jesus name Amen